It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome to episode 85 of Lacrosse Classified. You may be wondering why Wonderwall from Oasis is playing off the top here. And I'm about to tell you it has everything to do with my co-host this week. This is his favorite band, or was his favorite band. He is my former co-host partner, my former broadcast partner as well, my good friend... The Chancellor Brad Challoner back on the podcast, buddy. Uh, welcome back, Morning Glory, all the rest of it. How's uh, how's things going, my friend? Hi, friend. Thanks for having me, man. No, it's uh, it's been good. I'll tell you. I'll have you know. <laughs> since I've been quarantined and working from home since March 17th, had a bit of time on my hands. Mm. I've got a dusty old guitar in the closet. Is that um, so? That I've that I've dusted off and, and, and been taking some sort of some online lessons for. Mm. And I tell you that Wonderwall will be one of the first songs that I figure out. I look, I, I figure look, it out. I look forward to that unplugged performance uh, via Instagram live or something. Once uh, you're ready to go with that. Uh, Speaking of, I know uh, the Bambino just just woke up from a nap. Uh, speaking of extra time on your hands, that kind of disappeared on you. But I appreciate you you doing this. Uh, let's call it Warriors Weekly here. Almost uh, this week, Brad Chalmers will have the head coach of the Vancouver Warriors, proud sponsors of the podcast. Chris Gil- Gilly is on the podcast. I'm looking forward to this. I haven't talked to Gilly for a while. I'm looking forward to, and thanks for having me again, by the way. And you're making me follow the Jim Elf episode, which, which I don't know how I'm going to do this week. <laughs> so thanks for thanks for setting the bar there. But no, I've been enjoying the the revolving wheel you've had the last few weeks here. It's kind of fun to hear to hear different voices, hear the man Bermel and Smoking Patty and, and Jimmer last week who did great. And thanks for having me this week. And I look forward to uh, who you have in the next in the coming week yeah is really scraping the barrel today well (laughs) let's not get carried away you know i would have you doing this on a full-time basis if you would just make a little time for old jumbo uh once a week but we'll we'll talk about that maybe a bit later um but yeah I, i got a few more guys lined up for the rotation and then who knows maybe we'll put it back in the spin cycle and do it again. So Chris Gill coming up. Uh, of course, we got who you got in quarter four. Quick sticks and under review in quarter three. This is quarter number one. That means we got to do who we had. And you weren't here last week, Brad. But uh, and, and quite frankly, I remember who I had. But I, I can't quite remember who Jimmer took uh, last week, but we'll 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 figure that out as we go. Uh, this segment brought to you by Stampede Tack and Westernware, of course. Shopping online is still shopping local at Stampede.ca. Uh, summer is here, Brad. We've crossed the summer solstice, and uh, the sun is starting to poke out. You need. Some new hats to keep you protected for the sun. Maybe you're pulling the bike out of storage. Time for a new pair of riding boots. Stampede Tack has you covered. 
Uh, new store hours open there out there in Cloverdale, but the online store always open 24-7. I highly suggest you take advantage of that. Uh, you move back out to Latin. You're a little bit closer to the to the Dale. Well, you're not as close to the Dale as you used to be. Have you ever been to Stampede Tack, man? It is I crazy have, big in there. I have, actually. And I was going to say, like, they need shout-outs right now because probably their biggest weekend of the year went by this weekend. Right. Or not this weekend, but a couple weekends ago. They missed the Cloverdale Rodeo, which yeah. got canceled this year. And, like, when I think Cloverdale Rodeo... You hit up Stampede and Tack, you get fitted out, you get a Western shirt, you get a you get a cowboy hat, and like that's what you do when you go to the Cloverdale Rodeo. So I think that's probably a big blow to them this year. So they do need some support right now. But it is getting into camping season now. People are the parks have been um, opened up here in British Columbia, so people are getting out on their boats and getting out camping and stuff. So a swing by Stampede and Tack, get yourself a, a cowboy hat, which is you know part and parcel with with camping in British Columbia and and get out there. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, next year, Rodeo will be back, full swing, no doubt about it. And uh, who knows, maybe I can, like, score a key to the to the padlock on the parking lot, and we, we just pop in, grab a new hat, and then make our way over to the Stampede, and then we got the, the, the free parking at Stampede. We can walk right over there, and uh, hopefully Kevin will trust us with the key. Stumbling distance, I love it. <laughs> Who we had coming in here, four more matchups, four more guys about to punch their ticket to round number two. Where should we begin? Let's go with the burner. Garrett Burnett taking on Kyle McEwen. Uh, Burner, of course, uh, I played junior lacrosse with this guy as a goaltender, turned himself into an absolute machine, played in the NHL as a, a heavyweight enforcer, had a cup of coffee there. Spent some time with the Adnex in the bellies, of course, as well. Taking on Kyle McEwen of Langley Thunder fame. Uh, Kyle McEwen actually just signing up for Twitter. I think he caught wind that this tournament was going down, Brad, and signed himself up for a Twitter I think Greener might have turned him on to this. I don't know if he got his buddies to vote or not, but he comes out on top. and This is the tightest fight of... The four here, 55% as Kyle McEwen is moving on to round number two. You remember Kyle McEwen. I saw the tail end of his career with Langley, and I don't know if I ever saw him fight in those last couple seasons, too, when he was a veteran on yeah. on that young team. So I'm going to sound a lot like Jim this week. Like a lot of these dudes we're going to be talking about here were a little bit before my time, so I'll weigh in where I can. But sure. smart move to uh, – to fire up the Twitter the week that people are talking about him, so yeah. he can keep an eye on things. So yeah, he was uh, he was just he's just a fiery. I, I'm a little surprised he won this fight because uh, if it went down in real life, I'm not sure he gets by Garrett Burnett. But uh, recency bias here, of course. And uh, Q is moving on. I'm happy to see it. Happy to see it. Another McHugh in, in action. Uh, this guy from my era. We we are the same age. Grew up playing against each other our entire lives. Unfortunately. Darren McEwen is done, however, in round number one. As Pree, Steve Priolo, the man that lives in the van, 76%. This thing wasn't close. Uh, Priolo, as expected, on to round two. Well, are the McEwen's brothers? Kyle no, no relation whatsoever at all. One from New West, okay. one from Burnaby. So get that out of the way. Priolo is just a man against boys out there, though, anytime he's on a, a lacrosse floor, essentially. So. No surprise there. I've seen him do uh, a lot of dirty work with his hands, with his feet, with his stick. 
um, Priolo does everything. He's, he's a beast, so congrats to him. I think he, he does a little with the jaw as well. Like I think he's a pretty good talker as well when he's probably out on the floor. I can I, see him doing it. Yeah, I don't know that for sure. I just kind of get that feeling. So Priolo, I think he's going deep in this tournament. He's on to round two. No surprise there. Two down, two to go here. The Hammer, Mike Messenger up against Ryan McNish. These kind of guys just kind of strike me as like good old farm boys chucking bales of hay around and, and that and wrestling in the mud, That the, those kind of guys. But it's Messenger here, Rush Nation obviously seeing this as he moves past Ryan McNish with rather ease in round one. 64% for the Hammer moving on. Messenger, another guy just like Priolo. He just just man strength, and he's had that since we watched him playing junior lacrosse with Coquitlam. The way that he he was tossing guys around as a teenager, so no surprise he's still doing that now. On to round two goes Mike Messenger, and on to round two goes the surgeon Timmy O'Brien as he gets past Mike Kilby. A uh, good voting turnout for this one, but uh, another guy like this guy's got. A real reputation behind him. The surgeon, Timmy O'Brien, on to round two. No surprise here as well. 78% for Timmy O. I don't think I ever saw him go either. That's a little bit before my time. But if they call him the surgeon, yeah, that's that no was the surprise. that was the comment. You don't get a nickname, and and the surgeon is because his punches were just so accurate, and they would cut you open when he connected. So uh, that's where that name What a handle. Uh, never had a chance to go Timmy O uh, back in our WLA days, but uh, he, he's fought the best of the best. Francis, Snyder, you name it. Uh, so Timmy O moving on to round number two. The bracket's starting to kind of come together here, uh, Bradley. It's, it's filling in as we'll have fights 17, 18, 19, 20 out of the opening round 32 fights here coming up uh, later in quarter number four. Four more great matchups uh, in who you got. Well, it's been fun to follow, man. Keep up the good work. Yeah, keep up the voting on Twitter as well, at Lax Class, of course, uh, or at PXP for Sports. I'll be retweeting that. And uh, I'll just kind of keep circulating those through the timeline during the week. Forgive the, the retweets and the spam, but I want to make sure everybody kind of catches their eyes. So that's, uh, that's the game plan there. Keep the votes coming. It's interesting to see kind of who – gets more votes than other guys when somebody's involved all of a sudden you can see a fan base go like oh and and all of a sudden the vote totals will sp- spike up and and other guys maybe just not getting quite the attention so i it's been an interesting little experiment so far and it'll continue in quarter number four but i believe quarter number you got anything else you want to talk about in quarter one brad that seemed like a real short segment it is just just i don't know it just feels like i read an article this week Lyle Thompson was quoted. He was uh, getting set for maybe an MLL season. Mm. They've got jerseys unleashed this week, but no one knows if they're going to play or not. Um, but Lyle was basically saying like he's kind of had a tough time the last couple months um, missing the medicine that, that lacrosse provides and not being able to to go play any meaningful games right now. But So it's really kind of inspired him to, to get out and, and hit the box more and and work on his feet and keep that stick in his hands and keep going. And I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what guys take that approach this summer, because I know like, even for myself, it's been, it's been a tough couple months, you know, being stuck at home and thinking about what the futures hold and having the lacrosse this summer. Like 
are some guys going to take the foot off the gas and focus on other things during this time and, and almost have like a reset button and come back fresh and focused when lacrosse gets going again, or some guys going to be like Lyle and go extra hard this summer and train like they never have before and come up, come out as a better lacrosse player. And it's going to be interesting to, I want to ask Chris Gill about that, just how he's sort of talking to his, to his team right now and what the off season training looks like for those guys. But yeah, I think we're going to see this summer, a lot of guys maybe maybe step away from the game and, and take a breather and find other things to focus on in life right now, and other guys are going to take it up another notch because that's all they have, especially the guys that are full-timers and make their living at this, um, you know, like Alal Thompson does year-round. You kind of have no choice but to put everything into it right now. So uh, it's going to be a fun summer to watch how that progresses for certain guys, I think. And that's kind of the one thing I wanted to get off my chest is we you and I reunite here and we haven't talked lacrosse yeah in a no, while, that's you know? that's an interesting point and I think you're gonna find like the full spectrum everybody is gonna be in that gamut somewhere where I think mostly it's gonna be the young guys that that are gonna really start to get after it the the incoming draft class the rookies the the guys that maybe got late cut Last year, I think are, you're going to see the guys that are going to work the hardest. And then I think, you know, the the middle, the veteran guys are going to work smart. They're going to maintain. They're going to keep their flexibility. They're going to keep their stick active. And and maybe the veterans let, let go a little bit, maybe enjoy a summer and then start to dial it back up come September and, and get themselves back to where they need to be. I think you're going to see it all, really. Um, and, and you're right. Like, we were talking, like, I was set to call upwards of, like, 45 WLA games this summer and I couldn't have been more excited about it and then you know like I was holding on to that hope while things were happening in the NLL and starting to look bleak with the border travel and I thought well maybe the WLA can can still do it the do it without fans they webcast it but then then it all gets shut down no Minto no man no Prezi no WLA like it and I was just like what the hell am I looking forward to right now? And 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 I just like he, things keep popping up in my my phone with my memories, and I just realize like I associate more or less my life and the time of year with sports. That, you know what I'm saying? And that's exactly, and that's the thing, especially about the summertime for us who who grow up in in lacrosse hotbeds where there is you know BCLA or Ontario lacrosse or you know parts of Alberta now. Our summer is summer is vacant right now. And yeah, this is my first summer moving back to Ladner after almost a, a decade away. And I've got two young kids. And I was so looking forward to Thursday nights going to see the Pioneers. And then on the weekends, taking to go see the Junior A's. Like, that's kind of what we we're going to design our summer around. And then these WLA games that I was set to be calling too. But now it's like we don't have that this summer. And now it almost sunk in a little, a little harder and deeper than when the NLL season got canceled. Because, yeah, we're, we do NLL games. You and I, we do nine a year, maybe a couple playoff games if we're lucky. So it's not as ingrained in no. our blood as going every to night, a sweaty man. rink in the lower mainland every single every single night throughout the summertime. So, yeah, that's why it's important to yeah train train hard or, or find something else to focus on during this time and, and don't let yourself get get too down and, and, and get too beat up. And you talk about those different training regimens for different guys. You know, I think it's going to be really good for the veterans in the league. Like, how good is uh, 
how much more life can we get out of a Ryan Benash or a Cody Jameson or, or like a, a Mike Poulin or a Dane Doby or Poulin guys who are going to take six, eight months away and come back and, and rest up some of those bones and, Courier. and find and, and find some energy. Yeah. Courier played more lacrosse than any human being on earth over the last two years, right? Yeah. He's going to go get a handful of games in the PLL, but you know, he's not going to have his, his NLL <laughs> yeah, playoffs. That's going to seem nothing to him. Like it'll be like, Hey, you right? play the full game. Yeah. Yeah, a two a two week a compressed tournament all summer. Curry's gonna be yeah. dying to get out there. But yeah, it's gonna be I can't wait till till yeah, till we get back going again and we see guys in, in different shape and in different mindsets. Lacrosse is gonna be better for it after everybody takes takes this pause right now. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, I think Peterborough Examiner had an article this week basically calling out the lacrosse world saying now is there off now we got this extended off season. Get some shit figured out. Get together. Talk about the rule book. Change some things that you want to change the game. So when we do get back going again, things are different and things are better. I think that's something that we need to be focusing on right now as well. Yeah, I'm honestly a big fan of that that Peterborough Examiner. I, I can't remember the writer's name, but they are always digging up good stuff and and bringing you really kind of in depth behind the scenes stuff that. People aren't really talking about that needs to be talked about it, and they're usually the ones that that roll it out. So big fan of whoever's, excuse me, putting out the stuff at the Peterborough Examiner. All right, that was a much better quarter one. I felt I feel good after that. We finished. We finished strong. We finished strong. We did, Uh, and let's continue. Well, that's just the opening of finish the quarter strong, but still a ways to go here on episode eighty-five of Lax Class. Coming up next, it's the head coach of the Vancouver Warriors, good friend of mine, good friend of the program, Chris Gill on the other side. Keep it right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. A Vancouver Warriors game at Rogers Arena sounds like this. Jones shoots and he scores! Diving effort from Mitch Jones. Nothing's monotone. Lee and Beers go crashing into the crease. Nothing's boring. Now we're going to have a fight. It's the captain squaring off. And at Vancouver Warriors games, loads up. Nothing's offside. Tries a shot and he scores! Experience it for yourself. Vancouver Warriors tickets are available now. Tickets starting from 1995. Visit VancouverWarriors.com slash tickets today. Hey, this is Dan McCrae from the New York Riptide, and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Back on episode 85 of Lacrosse Classified here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. You just heard from the friends of ours, the Vancouver Warriors right there. Uh, at NLL Warriors, 604-899-4625, option one, if you need to speak with somebody there, uh, or NLL Warriors, Twitter, Instagram, always putting out the content. We'll talk a little bit about that with our next guest, who is uh, apparently on his way to the dump right now. Uh, a little issue at the at the Gill household. Head coach of the Vancouver Warriors, Chris Gill on the program. Gilly. How's it going, man? Uh, it's it's going better now. I've, I've dealt with my plumbing issue. Now i got to just do a little bit of yard work and yard maintenance. Off to the dump. Do a little dump run. 
It's uh, it never ends. Uh, I mean, you you must be dying <laughs> dying to get ends. back to to get back to coaching instead of having to actually live live daily life. Yeah, I've been on this honeydew list. It's uh, a <laughs> lack of lack of lacrosse has turned into a massive honeydew list, and it's not working out for me. Well, I imagine the whole family's been waiting a long time. When is the last time you actually had a summer off where you weren't playing or coaching? In the WA. Uh, you know what? People have asked me that, and we've been joking about it. I honestly don't think I've ever – I can't remember of one. You know, maybe early teens? Well, what, uh, yeah, I guess when you happened. when you went on probation, your final year a junior probably. Yeah, but I was, you know, believe it or not, I was studying all summer that year. Um, I started May 17th with the fire department in uh, 93. And uh, that was my my one year off of lacrosse, but yeah, we're I was busy learning how to be a firefighter. So uh, we were kind of kicking this around. We were kind of kicking this around off the top about how Jumbo and I kind of been spending our summer, how we're seeing this time. But like for you, obviously, you know, long list of of, of stuff that has to get done around the house. But like, how are you treating this this off time from lacrosse? You know, is it is it a reset button? Are you going to step back from the game for a few minutes here and take the summer, or is it Still going as hard as ever as far as you know planning for the next NLL season whenever that is and and going forward. Well, it, it, it's it's obviously been different and difficult for everybody. But at the beginning when it was shut down, no one knew how long or if it was long term or, or season ending. We just knew it was temporary. And you know you're you're watching some video, you're trying to keep the players engaged and um, you know prepping for whatever scenario you know, might get thrown at us. And there was a scenario where we were, we were going to be playing Georgia um, if, if they went to a playoff system. And, and I think Georgia was our, our, our target. So we were focusing on that and, and doing a bunch of work that way. But as the days or the weeks or the, the months have gone on and, you know, push back, push back, it's, uh, it's been almost like a bit of a reset and, and it's, you know, times are, it's an awful time, you know, the COVID time for everybody, but just lacrosse wise, you know, when you know it's finally done for the year, you just kind of step back and have, you know, your two or three week uh, off season if you can. And, um, and then, you know what, we're, we're getting ready to start banging out the draft now. So the drafts in September at some point, and we don't know if it's an in-person draft or a virtual draft. I don't know what the story is with that, but you know, it's uh, it's a big draft year. We got the number three pick, so we got to get our uh, our draft order going and, and get our heads together with that. Uh, well, I mean, we we definitely want to talk about the draft with you here, Chris. Uh, but maybe let's let's look back a little bit before we look ahead and and tell me what you thought about the year as a whole, your roster top to bottom, and and maybe that can lead you into into the draft is where you think you need some help. Um. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a roller coaster uh, season. We had some pretty good highs there. Um, we just couldn't you know sustain those uh, week after week. Um, you know, there's a there was a stretch there where, where we had the New England uh, road. It was a, we got we had a real bad February with with travel, and you know, we 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 had the Colorado win. We had a, a New England win. Um, played really well in New England, and you know we thought we were kind of getting some momentum and. And you know, kind of finding finding our groove, and and then we ran into a couple of teams that were on fire, and, and we didn't have our best game. So it was like, just you know, the high was so high, and then 
you know, in all life, you, you lose one or two games and, and then the lows can, can really drag you down. And it's important to, to kind of keep your focus as a, as an individual, as a team, you know, as a coach, as, as players, whatever the case may be, you have to realize that, that that's going to happen throughout the season. Um, you know, we had the, uh, had Teddy playing Penny and Bold switching back and forth early on. And, and, you know, we talked to them at the beginning of the season saying, you know, like one of you guys, here you go. We're going to give you, you know, all the, all the rope in the world, but, you know, we're asking one of you to take this job and, and make it hard for us to say you can't play this, this next week or the week after. And, you know, they were battling back and forth and eventually kind of felt that Penny, you know, really stepped up and it was his, uh, it was his net there. Um, so he was doing real well with that. Our defense was playing real well and our offense was clicking. And then, you know, like I said, you have a couple of games where, where it goes sideways and then, you know, everyone starts rethinking, okay, how can we get back, back on track? How can we do it? And, um, you know, we had Jonesy lighting it up all year. He was playing well. Uh, Riley Low in the second half of the year, I, I thought he was playing some of his best lacrosse. Yeah, um, I've seen. Yeah, he was playing great. Yeah, and then uh, you know we got we got bagged out with some injuries there. You know, Billich early and, and a couple of tweaks. Guys were playing through some tough injuries. Our depth wasn't uh, isn't as deep as most teams in the league, and and you know that's something that Dan and you know we've been building on is trying to get that depth and. We asked some we asked some guys to come in and, and play some hard hard long tough minutes for us and they did that and got some great experience. Um, all in all, if you look back at the whole thing, you know we gave a few games away. We want more wins, um, but some of the young kids coming in and some of them aren't even kids. They're 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 veterans in in WLA. Um, you know they put some great minutes in for us and it's going to look look good for the future for us. And, you know, plus Dan uh, made that deal to, to sign, you know, Mitski in, in the... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that, well. that guy. Yeah, that guy. He's okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, had, we, got, we, got him, we got him coming in, and, you know, we got uh, uh, Colton Porter, who, who was real good for us the season before. His uh, probation for fire department will be over, and, um, you know, those are two guys that are coming in that'll just, you know, keep adding the depth. We need to keep that depth growing in our in our on our back end, on our front end, and between the pipes, and um, and, and j- just before, I, help at the end. yeah, just before I let Brad jump in here, can you give me a, a health update on on Nick Bielich? Yeah, I talked to him uh, last week, and you know his uh, spirits are high. He's been doing lots of rehab. Um, he was doing, uh, I don't know how he can do it. Rehab's tough enough as it is, but he said he was doing virtual rehab uh, during the COVID times. Um, he said he lost a little bit of strength over the lot, you know, the, the four or five weeks that he was doing the virtual, but uh, or maybe six weeks or whatever it was. But he, he's doing real well, and um, you know, the timeline for him is 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 still you know a ways away. But um, everything he says and what he's been told, it's, it's he's on the right track. So uh, I don't think he would be uh, a training camp possibility but i'm no doctor i'm just going from what the doctors have told us uh, when it first happened so yeah he's pretty happy with his rehab right now good good yeah real excited for that he, you know what he's such a i didn't know him very well he, i just played against him and pushed against him and yeah. you know the guy that you hate because he's such a in your face rough and tough and but great, you know, dude, great, though. Team great dude though yeah, he was. I just can't say enough about him. I, I love him. He's uh, too bad he wasn't there this year, but or last year. But yeah, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him in the Warriors uniform. So, Bealich comes back. 
Mitski comes in, so there's some automatic grizzled veteran presence there. Um, let's talk about mixing in some of the, the youth influx, Chris, and, and talk about some of the young guys on that back end. Sam Clare really impressed you late in the season. Derek Lloyd, I thought, had a really good rookie season. Um, how do you feel those guys progressed throughout the year, and what do they need to do this summer to, to stay at that level or take the next step next year? Yeah, well, um, those guys played some some real good minutes for us and, and did a great job. Um, it's a hard league to come into, uh, you know, as a rookie or or as a so-called unknown and, and going up against, you know, the Mark Matthews of the world or, or the Dane Dobies or, you know, Curtis Dixon, whoever's out there. Um, so they're, they're going to get exposed and that's what, you know, offensive players are supposed to expose the defensive players and defensive players are supposed to expose the offensive players and vice versa. But, you know, those guys came in and they played some good games in that stretch where we were, um, you know, having that real high against uh, New England and, you know, those two or three weeks before and after that, Sam Clare was, he was playing really good lacrosse and I don't know if the rest of the league, you know, knew much about him or, or even noticed him, but for what we wanted and we asked of him, he did a real good job. So for him to get those hard minutes and play against the best players, um, it's only going to work, you know, to his benefit moving forward. Um, you know, someone like that, he's always fit. He's going to be in shape. It's, it's, it's just about, he, he, he's, he even told me, he said, I'm learning, I'm learning this, this defensive game. I, I used to be an offensive player. So, you know, this was new for me. So whatever you, you, the coaches or the veteran players have for me, I'm a sponge. I want to take it in. I want to learn. So that's the kind of that's the kind of guy you, you like to have back there. So I, I think he's he's going to keep learning. And and you know, it's hard to watch film in the off season, but I really think he, he needs guys need to watch film and and watch themselves and see you know where they made mistakes or how teams were playing against them and 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 how you can correct that. So for me. That's what I would, what I'll be talking to Sammy about is just, you know, keep it, keep it up and, and learn from your mistakes because you had a good start and don't make it be a, uh, you know, a one year wonder kind of thing. Let's, let's get a career out of this. So yeah. that's what I say. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of confidence. Like if you can get the belief into yourself and then have the belief of your head coach as well, that'll take you a long way as we speak with the head coach of the Vancouver Warriors, Chris Gill. And, and, Let's talk the draft. It's not going to be long before this thing comes up, and you're sitting in the three-hole right now. You're going to get a good player. I know there's a, a local kid that just wore our old junior colors, Gilly, in, in the purple and gold in Reed Bowering that would look pretty good in a Warriors jersey. I know you, Dan, KT, Clay, and and, and Caleb now are, are probably on the, on the horn on a daily basis talking about what you're going to do at number three. Can you give us kind of any insight? Are you going front door, back door, or best player available? You know, it, it's, it's a difficult difficult uh, draft year just with the NCAA fifth year rule that they've, they've implemented. So we're going to most likely at, at the three hole, get a player who's not going to be there this year. Yeah. Right. And then uh, what can I stop you there, Chris, and just say uh, like, are you guys prepared to take a player that you know is not going to be in your lineup? Like, like, I mean, when you trade for Brett Mitski, you knew he wasn't going to be available, but that deal was still worth it for you guys to make. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of scenarios. To be honest, there's you draft and maybe go on the holdout. Um, you know, you draft a guy who's not going to school and, and get a guy at three who, who you're happy with or comfortable with or who should be there. You also can trade it away and, and get and get players now. So there's all those scenarios that are up in the air. But you know, how do you how do you pass up on 
on a, on, you know, on a talent at number three who will be, you know, in this league for 10, 15 years. It, it's hard to do. So it's a, it's a tough, tough situation. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad situation to be no. in at number three, knowing, knowing you're going to get something really good. Do you, I mean, don't joke, don't sorry, joke Brad. about trading it away. Don't joke about trading it away. We can't, we can't go down that route. Has that happened before? Has that ever happened? I don't know. I don't know. Not in this league. Fair enough. Um, but I just want to, I just want to ask this, Chris, like when, when you, when you think about that, and, and picking a player that may you know is going to be a generational player but isn't going to be in your lineup immediately, do you take the fan base and their consideration or what their thought process might be in that equation, or do you just have to eliminate that and do what's best for the organization? Oh, you have to do what's best for the team. You have to. Like, you have to. If At the end of the day, the, the, the fans want a, a winning product, and if you're – want to be a contender you got to do what's best for the team and that's what uh that's what that's what i'm sure we'll be doing it's just it's just it's a, it's a tough time and it's it's frustrating it's been how many years since we've had a first round pick and there's a good chance that that pick will not be playing this year uh in the top five top you know six, and, top, that, top and from, a, from a sports fan perspective too like that that's common like every other sport you're not supposed to see your first round draft pick in your lineup three months later like these things these things take time so i'm hoping from a sports fan perspective they can understand the patience of waiting if, if it comes to that yeah exactly and it, it, what it comes down to is most most lineups will be similar to what they were last year in two years from now you'll see a, a massive um increase in talent on each team as you know, if you have, you're, you're you're really getting two first round picks in two years, two gen. Yeah. If you're if you're in the top five or six, um, in, not this year but the year after, you're getting you know a really good, really good pick of of two studs that are coming into your lineup right now. So yeah, it's uh it's it's a different time, and I I think uh, we'll have to wait and see how it plays out, and wait until all the rules are made because I don't even know, you know, the governors and. Board of Governors haven't even made, and the Competition Committee haven't even made a final ruling on on, on how it's actually going to work. So it, it's there's just scenarios been thrown out there and be voted on. Yeah, and especially if it's another, I think it could be another shortened training camp year where all of a sudden we get to go ahead in like late October, okay, get your camps going, and we start playing a couple of weeks. Like we don't know anything at this point. So yeah, there could be low turnover. Um, let me throw another name at you as we're talking at the top of this draft, Chris. Uh, Trey LeClaire, big offensive righty, one of the best shots, hardest shots in the BC Junior A League. Uh, his, he's going back for another fifth year at, at Ohio State, but he's another guy that early in his career, in his junior career, people were talking generational talent. And uh, a lot of Trey's detractors would say that he hasn't really lived up to the hype to this point. I think going back to Ohio for a fifth year under Nick Myers is a smart move for Trey. Um, you know, what's the, what's the Warriors' score stance on his game right now, and and what if he's sitting there at three? Is that a, an attractive pick? Yeah, he's like you say, he's um, a local guy and can put up the numbers and a big body and a right hander. We need right handers. Everyone needs right handers, right? So he, uh, yeah, he's a, he's definitely in the mix. Um, he's a man for someone for someone like that though. Um, just on like to kind of defend him being such a big body early in his career and everyone 
knowing who he is and getting the most attention every game and, and being that next, the next thing, it, it, it can catch up to you. And, you know, his numbers, you know, he say his naysayers are saying things about him. He, uh, you know, he, he might just need that next step, you know, that next uh, league to play in to, to really make his, his next step in his career as well. So, you know, this fifth year, like you say, could be big for him. And yeah, like he's a, he's a monster and he can score goals and, uh, you know, run offenses. So, you know, he's going to be high in the drafting order. Uh, pick. Never caught up with you, Chris Gill. Uh, never caught up with you, buddy. Uh, hey, one more here for you before we let you go. Uh, I know you you got to drop some stuff off uh, out of the truck there. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about your dad here for a minute. I think that's probably the last time I saw you was what is that, his celebration of life and, and what a turnout that was and so many great memories and, and flashbacks. Uh to, to time with, with myself and how much he meant to me in, in my life and my lacrosse career. Um, man, you must miss your dad. I know how much I do. do you, you got like a, I don't know. Like I, I know I had a chance to, to see someone. My last time I got to see him was at a Warriors game and he was sitting with Rochelle and I kind of came down and, and I really knew it, it, it could quite possibly be the last time that I saw your dad. And I made sure that uh, I had a good connection with him. And, and that is kind of my lasting memory. Uh, what, do you, what do you miss the most about not having your dad around, especially at, at Father's Day here, Chris? Yeah, yesterday was uh, – Father's Day was a bit tough. Um, we usually go to the racetrack and spend the afternoon there and all the grandkids are there. And it, that was pretty awesome pretty awesome day for everybody so we didn't get to do that yesterday um which was a little, which was tough but uh you know <laughs> just driving home from work or or sitting thinking about lacrosse i'd always throw ideas off him um wouldn't always accept his answers on the ideas because he was he had his ways but uh you know there there's a time when you're driving you go to pick, you know pick the phone up or whatever you hit the number or say you know, call someone and you're like, oh, I guess I can't do that. Yeah. So there, there was a lot of times that, that happened. And I miss those silly, stupid, mean nothing conversations that we had where he would, uh, he would kind of tell me his theory on lacrosse or life or whatever. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's those little moments like that where we, you, you take for granted. So yeah, I miss those times. And, um, yeah, I just, you know what, just want to kind of carry on the tradition that, uh, that he's had in the lacrosse community and lacrosse life and carry that forward and it's a different time without him that's for sure yeah well i know uh you've turned yourself into to quite the family man and and your girls are heavily entrenched in the game and you've had a major impact on on women's lacrosse and and of course here in the local community with uh with the Vancouver Warriors as well, man. Uh, happy Father's Day, Gilly. Thanks thanks so much for doing this here on Episode 85, and uh, we'll look forward to the upcoming draft and the Warriors getting back out on the turf, and uh, hopefully we can see each other sooner or later. Right on. Thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. All right. Good luck at the dump, buddy. <laughs> I was the head coach right. of the Vancouver Warriors, Chris Gill, right there. And, um, you know, up like you said, up and down year there before things got cut short, Bradley. But uh, he's the right man for the job there, and he's going to steer this franchise in the, in the right direction here in the coming years. Yeah, you know what I will say is that there was a, a player that I spoke to on the Vancouver roster, who's been on the team for for a long time, and you know, through, through some of the dark days and, and the last couple of years, the Langley Event Center there, and when they went on that skid in February, uh, 
we had picked up the phone and had a conversation. I'm like, hey, like, what's the mindset? Is that is that old sort of self mindset of, of a two and sixteen season setting in at all? And he basically laughed me off the phone. He's like, not even close, man. He's like, this group is so the mindset is so different. The belief is so much there that even at you know four wins that when the season got halted, this team was never thinking that they were were out of anything or or not in contention or not able to battle with the best when they were at their best. So I think you know Chris Gill, Dad Richardson changed the mindset of that group. It's been has been huge, and uh, and I can't wait to, to see what this team looks like in, in 2021. As scary as that is to be talking about 2021 already. Same here. Well said. Couldn't agree more. Uh, good chat there with the head coach. He'll be back on the podcast sooner than later, I'm sure. Let's get in a break here, Bradley. Quick sticks and under review coming up in quarter three. Keep it right here. Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Pure Vital Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is NLL Crew Chief Todd LeBrunch. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified, growing the game one podcast at a time. Into quarter three we go. Thanks for hanging with us. Episode 85 of Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Every Tuesday we come at you. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast. It gets delivered straight to your phone. Bradley, I know you do that. Um, quick sticks up first, then we'll go under review here, Bradley. I saw this come across late last week, and I think you might have mentioned it, but Lyle Thompson talking about going back to the MLL. Uh, th- this surprised me. Yeah, it, it surprised me too, but the more I've been marinating on it this week, like I, I trust Lyle Thompson's decision making. Um, sure, I think he knows what he's. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he he's very well in control of of his brand and and what he brings to the sport of lacrosse and where he needs to to focus and what he needs to do that the best for his family and and to grow the game and to promote all the different business uh, endeavors that he's involved with. So, you know, I, I would like to see him in the PLL, obviously. There's still some good talent in the MLL. Like until can the PLL really say they're best in class until Mark Matthews and Lyle Thompson are are over there, and you know, and Kevin Crowley, some of the biggest names in lacrosse. But yeah, yeah I was surprised to see that. I think it's a four-year extension too, so committing for a long time for a league that might not even be around in four years, to be honest. But I I trust Lyle Thompson, so that's, that's <laughs> kind of my take on that. Hey, yeah, get that on a T-shirt. He does no law, Mr. I, lacrosse. I no trust wrong. Lyle Thompson. Lyle Thompson, 2020, down there in the U.S. Well, what were we throwing around before? Kind of um, live like live like Lyle. Like drink your four gallons of water a day, and right. do your yoga, and stretch, and be a good family man. Like yeah. you're, you're looking up, you're a kid looking up to anybody in this sport. It's LT4. There you go. Uh, speaking of big names signing in the MLL, one Jonathan Grant Jr. signed. <laughs> I, I can't even say it with a straight face. Junior is playing one more year. It's like uh, it's not quite like Gordy Howe with the Hartford Whalers, but like 
that that was I think Junior's ready though. Have you seen his workout videos? It's incredible. You know, the, the shaved shaved head Junior scares the crap out of me. Oh, it's massive. And massive. The, the trick shots he's doing in his house through oh. quarantine in the backyard. You know, throwing behind the back with a shovel and a rock. I think I saw yeah. him. Like you know, the man can just do anything. He's he's the great one of the greatest of of all time. And I saw a clip of him this week saying he has unfinished business, losing in the championship <laughs> last year, and he wants another shot. So who's gonna who's gonna stop him if he's got it in the tank? Go for it, yeah. freaking ledge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, we got a bunch of quick sticks here this week. Let's let's pick it up here. Uh, NLL signing a new deal with uh, a kind of a social media sor- outsourcing company, Wave TV. So I, I'm interested and excited to see how that kind of partnership works out. A little more content uh, coming through the NLL socials. I did promise uh, I get my man a daily, this is his Instagram account here, Daily Dose of Lacrosse 1. Daily Dose of Lacrosse 1 asked me to give him a shout out. I said I would. He said he's going through a bit of a tough time right now. I hope things turn around here for you quickly, buddy. And uh, there's your shout out on Lacrosse Classified. Check him out on Instagram, Daily Dose of Lacrosse 1. Uh, what else do we got? We saw the waiver wire, the PLL picking up a couple of Canucks and Jake Withers and Jesse King. They're off to PLL Island in Utah. That's coming up later at the end of July. We'll look forward to that. Uh, with everything kind of going on in the world, I don't know what happened with, with all talk, no action this week, Brett. They posted it up on YouTube, but they didn't really kind of roll that out on their, on their social channels this week, or they haven't yet anyway. So go to the NLL YouTube page and, and watch all talk, no action. That's probably my fault for butchering, uh, Gustin Dutter, Dane Gustin. <laughs> Dustin, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Gust- they didn't Dustin Gutterding. Justin Gutterding wrong. Even though I vote for him for, for yeah. being the best, the best PLL player that needs to be in the NLL. Yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to go wing. to bat for a guy, you should probably <laughs> know how to say his name properly. Gutterding. So Apologies to Gutty, but I still hope to see him in the NLL one day. Check out Adna on YouTube on yeah. the NLL page. Talk about Gutty. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Lax Flash Team Store. I know I've been saying this for a couple of weeks, but I'm going to get on this pronto. Lacrosse Classified Swag going to be up on Lacrosse Flash Team Store. Actually, my my big team guy t-shirt. I uh, got Danny, or Danny got a sweatshirt. I got a t-shirt. They both showed up last week. Fits great, looks good, and uh, you should check it out at Lacrosse Flash Team Store. Couple of more things here. Heard a, a bit of a scary story come through the, the newswire. On the back channels here a little bit uh, with with Austin Stotts being in, involved in a pretty serious car accident, it sounds like. And I just – I don't know the, the full spectrum of what happened, but I just want to hope and wish everything is okay with, with one Austin Stotts. This sounds pretty scary. Yeah, thoughts and thoughts and prayers to him and his family for sure. Hope he's doing well. And if it's if I'm, if I'm Steve Govett in the San Diego Seals, I am wrapping him up in bubble wrap and keeping him in San Diego and, and keeping a close eye on, on Austin's thoughts and take care of your, uh, your prize possession because the game, uh, the game needs Austin's thoughts healthy and and scoring lacrosse goals so hopefully he's ready for training camp no doubt about it i wanted to give a quick plug to the ull the united lacrosse league uh this is going to be like for 13 14 15 year olds i believe brad kind of a 
all-star format weekend kind of attorney through Edge and Evolve Lacrosse, Blair uh, Bradley and, and company kind of back in this thing here in BC. Stu Brown back there with Edge Lacrosse, Tracy Koleski Evolved as well. Uh, ULL, I don't know a whole lot about it yet. It's just kind of getting its feet off the ground here, but it uh, looks pretty interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on this uh, kind of kind of a USA boxless style league here uh, up in BC anyway to, to give kids another outlet to improve their box skills, which I'm always all four uh speaking of the flash as i did earlier the the awards are starting to roll out bradley i know you got in on this a little bit as did i connor fields our rookie of the year at the flash and uh what what categories did you do uh i did comeback player of the year i can't spoil who's gonna win that okay. one yet cause it's gonna be unleashed in a couple of days but yeah fields is out there as rookie of the year yes he is a rookie even though we got two games in the year before um, and MVP unanimous. I think the only unanimous decision we had was we all put our votes together for MVP was uh, Mr. Crawford. Yes, indeed. Uh, I think uh, far and away the MVP this year for showtime. Last thing I want to mention here on Quick 6 before we get to under review is uh, – actually, no, I want to mention two things. Check it out uh, starting, I believe, July 9th, July 10th, somewhere around there. I am going to be cranking out a WLA podcast, Bradley, one per week – for about eight weeks straight, uh, I'm going to have a, a league one to kick it off and then go through each team one by one and uh, have a chat with a couple of personnel from the organization. And that'll be coming out, uh, I think, on Thursdays. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to call it, uh, but it's starting in, in July, early July, and we'll run through the end of August. And where can we find that? Uh, on WLALacrosse.com, and, and I'll be posting that up on my channels. I'm hoping you might sit in for, for one of the two of those with me as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I missed the invite on that one, Mr. Del Monte. Well, so, uh, uh, yeah, if you, if you need a hand, if you need a hand, you know where to find me. Okay, we'll work in. We'll work in. Last thing I want to mention here is Juneteenth, and, and the NLL getting on board with this as a, a number of other pro leagues. And, and I don't know how much you know about this, Brad, but I kind of did a little bit of educating myself uh, over the last couple of days. And, and if you don't know what Juneteenth is, June 19th, 1965, the slaves were freed uh, from Texas. 1865, which I, my man, 1865. Yeah, sorry, excuse me, 1865. Thank you, my goodness. Um, but the, the slaves in Texas actually went, I think, two years without knowing that they were actually free. And now they're they're pushing. They do a walk uh, every year on, on June 19th, uh, two and a half miles, I believe, to, to signify the two and a half years that these slaves were in captivity. They didn't even know they were free and they were kept working as slaves. So every year, June 19th, they do a two and a half mile walk and they're pushing to get this as a national holiday, as I really think should be, Brad. You think about it, 1776, as I, I do my American history here. I got that date right. Independence Day, which kind of signified everybody's freedom, but that wasn't really the case now, was it? Because not till 1865 were the slaves freed. So you tell me, I think this should be a national holiday. I don't see why it's not. No, I will sign that petition 100%. And I'll just say that there was photographs of uh, they, they marched in Vancouver this week. And, you know, for a city in, in North America, that I think our black population in Vancouver literally hovers around 1%. Mm. But to see the, the thousands of people of every color 
that were out there uh, marching in Vancouver this week was was inspiring and jaw dropping. There's some stunning photos. I think it was uh, VancouverIsAwesome.com shared some pictures of the march. But to see the support everywhere around North America has been been pretty touching these last uh, these last few weeks. Absolutely, and uh, I, you know, for a city that's that's rioted after a couple of Stanley Cup Game Seven losses. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver has done very well here during this turbulent time as far as demonstrations and protests have gone. Uh, respectful, uh, but powerful, and that's what, what you want to see. That's Quick Sticks. It's time to go under review. It's time for Under Review, presented by G. Wilson Construction. The challenge flag has been thrown, so now it's time to take the matter under review. Under review, brought to you by my friends at G. Wilson Construction, of course. GWilsonConstruction.com, an award-winning firm with a single focus, building fine custom homes. Start your career in the construction business. GWilsonConstruction.com, upload your resume, and who knows, you could be building fine custom homes in no time. Uh, heading out golfing this weekend with the Wilsons. So looking forward to that. Going to take Danny out on the links. She's never uh, really been out on a, on a full course before. So this is going to be an adventure this weekend. Please keep your calendar open. Mm, indeed. Uh, we got to get out on the golf course, man. I'm looking forward to playing some golf this summer. I got extra time. I think golf might be my outlet this year. Hey, we got a we got a nice little uh, nice little eighteener in Ladner here called Cove Links. So I'm, okay. I'm down any time, but you you got to drive you got to drive to me. I uh, will make you know. that drive. You pay for golf. I'll make the drive. We're good. I uh, we might have a deal. Okay, uh, under review this week, and and we kind of kicked it back and forth. What are we going to do for under review this week? And since it's kind of Warriors Weekly here with yourself and and Chris coming on, we're going to keep it Warrior centric and and talk about who the Vancouver Warriors should pick at number three. We're both in the camp of you're not trading the third overall pick unless you're moving up somehow. So picking at number three, if you're Dan Richardson, Kenny Thomas, Chris Gill, who's your guy? Who you got? I'm going I'm going with one Trayton LeClaire, as we kind of discussed earlier with Chris Gill for the reasons of generational big body righties don't come around all the time. I know there are more righties floating around the league than there are lefties, but the mold that he is in, the size that he, that he possesses the vision and the shot and the feeding ability. He, he is up there in terms of generational guys that are becoming his league for the last little while. And we talked about those distractors. You know, I almost feel for Trey. We've been talking about him. How long we've been talking about Trey Leclerc on since he was in six, podcasts and radio shows? Like years since since he was since he was a first year junior of a in a, in a five year yeah. program. He was before he was even a five year program league here in BC. Yeah. He was going to play five years, and he was sixteen, lighting things up when we started talking about him. And then he played at the U nineteen um, for Team Canada, and then he got picked to play for actual Team Canada with the men uh, a couple <laughs> years ago as well. Actual like, Team Canada. He's just yeah. actual Team Canada, the men. Um, you know, so he's been under the spotlight, he's been under the microscope, and that's going to bring out guys who criticize his game and have seen the numbers dwindle, and he couldn't get New West over the hump that year when they had a 2 to nothing season, or was it a 2 nothing series lead against Coquitlam um, 
in the in the BC Junior Finals a couple of years ago that you and I were doing, and, mm. and that team sort of fell apart uh, in that run, and he kind of got a little a lot of the blame for not rising or elevating his stats or his game in that postseason level. So there's been as many knocks on Trey as there has been uh, sort of check marks in the in the pro column for Trey, and that's been tough. But you know, we we just talked about that with Gilly. I think that fifth year going back to Ohio is going to put him in a different mindset. And he's going to be more ready to play against the real guys, the men, um, when he gets there. So Vancouver Warriors need offense. They're one of the lowest scoring teams in the National Lacrosse League. They have a fantastic left side with Mitch Jones, Logan Schuss, and Riley Lowen over there. They need to beef up that right side. They're going to do that with Trey LeClaire at number three. Convinced of that, are you? Uh, for me, it is the former captain of the Junior Adnax here, Brad. Two-time Minto Cup champion, Drexel Standout. The kid plays offense uh, at university, but he has won the – I think they're going to name the Defensive Player of the Year in Junior <laughs> after him eventually. And that's Reed Bowering, and, and you, there is there is zero questions or – anything about his character or anything like that. So I think this guy is, is really kind of the next like Brody Merrill here, maybe without the mean streak, he can play out the back door. He is so good in transition and he can stick the ball in the goal as well. He's a leader. And, and I just don't know how you pass up on a bonafide winner like Reed Bowering, who you can just set your franchise around for the next decade. So it's going to be interesting to see what Vancouver does. It's hard. I mean, whenever when, when Kurt Styers picked Hasek at two, everybody was kind of like, whoa, he just picked a D guy at two overall. But look how that turned out. Yeah. And I'm not comparing Bowering to Hasek, but I might be. Yeah, and I'll throw a couple things in. I, I do think Reed Bowering is a future captain in the National Lacrosse League. This guy just has that character written all over him um the other thing we don't know is he hasn't yet committed to go back for a fifth year Mm -hmm. so the caveat could be if you've got number three and bowering is sitting there who could play this winter or trey leclerc sitting there who you're not going to see for a year maybe that does play into it and maybe now you have a chance of let's get this guy into the lineup because the warriors do need help now um, so that could be different. I think the decision is going to be made for Vancouver because I think one of those guys is going, if, if they're both in and they're both going back for a fifth year or whatever, I think one of those guys is going number two to Rochester after T goes one to New York. If everybody keeps their picks right now. Mm. So I think that decision is going to be made for Vancouver. So they're not going to have to pick between Bowering and LeClaire. Well, you never know. I mean, if uh, one, the chosen one, Dehogan Anacoke decides to enter, then everything is up for grabs. Yeah. That is true. So yeah, caveats all over, and it's going to make for a lot of a lot of speculation, a lot of debate between now and September. Going to be fun, and we'll look forward to that. That was under review. That was quarter number three. That means there's only one quarter to go, and it also means it's time to play who you got. It's all coming up on the other side. Episode eighty-five of Lacrosse Classified on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. 
This is Callum Crawford of the New England Black Wolves, and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified, throwing the game one podcast at a time. Back on Lax Class, quarter four, no more breaks. Thanks to our good, good friends at Associated Labels and Packaging, at Associated LP, as in labels and packages. AssociatedLP.com, people, ethics, quality, and family-owned at Associated Labels and Packaging. Always on the cutting edge of labels and packages and always with the environment in mind there down in Coquitlam with my good friend Sean Ashworth and the gang. Now, Bradley, in to quarter four. That's time for who you got and four more scraps on the docket here. I know you're not going to know a couple of these or a few of these guys, so I'll help you out here. But we are on the left side of the bracket, about halfway down. These are fights 17 through 20 as we work our way through the first 32 opening bouts here of the best lacrosse fighter of all time. Now, I I do have to say, before we get started here, when I filled in this bracket, as I did for who you got best lacrosse team of all time, I wanted to kind of span the different generations of teams, and and I wanted to do that with the fighters. But then as I kind of went along and I thought, like, I had some real kind of old school guys in there, and I just thought, like, I don't know enough about these guys to comment, really. I don't think the listeners are going to know enough either. So I kept getting suggestions. I kept getting people going, oh, this guy should be in. So I've thinned out – the old timers a little bit here, Brad. I, I I had to do it, and and there's still a few in. Like I'll, I'll let you know, like uh, Sean Rouse. Uh, well, he's gone, but Bobby Salt is still in there. Uh, who else do I got? Uh, older school that's still in. Al Luthwaite, Terry Owen is still in there as well. So some older school guys. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there. I had to kind of go a little newer school here for the 64 man entrance. You okay with that? Hey, your yeah, your your program, your show, your ballot, you, you do what you gotta do there, big man. All right. Uh that's exactly what I've done. So here we go. Four fights on the docket. And man, like I keep thinking to myself, like, this guy, there's no way he should be out in round one. But that's exactly what's gonna happen here. Some good fighters are gonna be gone. First scrap up, Jason Kirby out of Victoria. Never had the pleasure to go up against Kirby, but watched him a couple of Times in Coquitlam, he had a dandy with Daryl Singbell. But they just stood in there and just punched each other in the face about 30 times each. And that that was the fight. Like, there was no ducking or grabbing. It was just line up and just pistons right to the jaw. Good fight. Uh, Jason Kirby up against uh, a real tough kid here. Played for the Philadelphia Wings. Spent a little time with the Junior Lakers as well during their dynasty run thomas hayek up against jason kirby uh you can flip a coin if you want to here bradley who you got uh i'll just keep with the local connection and go with uh with go with tommy hayek being a being a burnaby burnaby guy with that with that run so again you know we're gonna wrap the show as we started we're gonna talk about a bunch of fighters that i've never seen fight before so this will be interesting okay hayek it is i think high he was kind of like uh like the bash brothers back in mini when they had rory smith and andrew Suter. they had jeff snyder and thomas hayek in their lineup at the same time and more often than not if one guy would go the other guy would find somebody to dance with <laughs> at the same time it's just kind of what they did 
So Hayek, uh, we both taken Hayek to take on Kirby here. One down, three to go. Scotty Soupy Campbell going up against Craig Spenrath. Craig Spenrath, I had a good go with Spenner in Coquitlam. Another one of these kind of like hired guns by the Adnax. They just used to bring in a, a more or less a professional fighter every year, and and more often than not, that was the guy that I got to fight each time that the bellies played. <laughs> Uh, played some AHL hockey to Spenrath as well. You can see this guy's work on YouTube. Going up against Soupy Campbell, who's taken on pretty much all of the heavyweights at one time or another. Uh, Soupy Campbell up against Spenrath here. Brad, who you got? Gimme Soupy. Okay, I I'm gonna take Soupy here as well. Just I think that's the way the vote's gonna go. Just recency bias again, so I'm gonna. No, go... I mean, he's he's a he's a fan favorite. You know, he's got the yeah. got the yeah. Everyone, everyone loves Soupy. Got to know Scott uh, in Saskatchewan a little bit there last year. Never met him before. Great dude, family man, all the rest of it. Uh, and then a little mean streak him as well. Two down, two to go. Chris Schneider. I may mean, actually got on sports page with uh, my man Don Taylor fighting this guy in between periods. Just before the period started, me and him got after it uh, out there in North Shore. Got on to sports page that night. But Chris Schneider out of Orangeville, and he's taking on the Serbian Eagle out of Burnaby. Nick Bielich against Chris Schneider. I, I got a good idea, but Brad, who you got? Uh, you know, a real toss up here. Uh, no, you gotta go with, you gotta go with Felix. You gotta go with the Serbian Eagle fought, um, pretty much every time Sass played Vancouver for a couple of years. Yeah. There. I went with, uh, Cliff Smith. I had a good one with Chris O'Doherty. And as Gilly was saying earlier, and I know this about Nick too, like he doesn't even like to fight. He just does it. Cause it's just always been part of his game from junior, um, all the way on up from another guy who played for the Burnaby junior Lakers. Um, you know, he just always did the dirty work for the team. Big team guy. Nick Bielich, uh, give it to the guy. Eagle. Yeah, and he's good at it. He's good at it, too. Uh, so I'll take Nicky Bielich as well. Last one on the docket here, Bradley, and it's a goalie fight. <laughs> Patty. This is the only this is the only matchup of the list you sent me that I can actually like picture in my head <laughs> going down. And it's because it's, you know, two Michelin men taking off the tops, yeah. taking off the uppers at center. Two, two go goalies, two goalies, and these two guys are likes to fight guy. Like, they just like to fight. Whether they, they were involved, like, whether they got run into, they would just get into altercations just to do it because they like to do it. Patty Campbell, cannonball going up against Matt Roik here. This is a good matchup. Patty Campbell, Matt Roik, who you got? Yeah, this is this is a good one. Um, you know, Matt Roy can be quite terrifying at times, so I'll go with I'll go with Royker on this one too. Like he was the guy that yeah he would be looking for. If you came anywhere near his crease, you were no one in either from the yeah. from the ear or you know he was giving you a chop coming through. He was quick to flop on you if you came down inside, and and he would fight. That bucket would come off and and he would go. He was always he was always looking for it. If a line brawl broke out or a couple fights started to come in he was the first goalie to kind of take a couple steps <laughs> yeah. outside of the crease and look down the floor and say you ready you ready tough go with brody mcdonald one night but i saw matt reich win plenty of uh things that he but going up against a complete snap show in in patty cannonball campbell and uh i gotta go cannonball here like 
once the once the the switch went off there for Cannonball, there was no turning back until things had been settled. So the, I would pay money to see Matt Roik and, and Campbell get after it, but I'm taking the Cannonball in this one. That was who you got. We'll post those fights up on Twitter. You can vote on those. We'll have four more next week and the week after that, then one more week after that, and then round one will be done. So three more weeks of round one fights, and then things start to get real interesting as we get into round two as we work our way to the best lacrosse fighter of all time. I can't wait to see who comes out on top in this thing. You have like a lacrosse classified special golden glove you're going to hand out at the I, end of this? You know what? What do, what do I they sh- get besides bragging rights? I, uh, now that you're on to maybe we get them, uh, maybe we get some lacrosse fl- or lacrosse classified swag up on the website and and who knows maybe we we design a t-shirt for the champion there's an idea right there our, oh yeah get an yeah talk to our friends at uh extreme labels and packaging get a nice uh, uh car wrap for <laughs> a, the winner a know, so, associated labels and packaging bradley associated labels and packaging extreme threads i know you you kind of you just like mesh those two oh, companies I, I together, them up together. <laughs> oh, yeah that's <laughs> good they're all friends we're all friends it works extreme labels I, I don't mind it maybe that's a new company waiting to be born right there anyways bradley i think we are done on episode 85 uh thanks for doing that that was very enjoyable from my point of view no i i had a blast man and kudos to you for for keeping this thing rolling like i was you've never taken a break you know you're the Chris Gill hasn't taken a break since 93, he said, and and you're right up there, man. No matter how many times there's been a, a hiccup with the podcast, I've stepped away at times, and, you know, the the, the issues you're having with trying different guys out this summer yeah. and without a league and without actual live lacrosse to talk about, <laughs> you could have easily said, I'm taking the summer off too, but no, like, you never stop. So whenever I want to take a break, you're right behind me going no we need let's let's hop on the saddle and keep this thing going so thank you for your constant uh your constant momentum and and never wanting to stop spreading spreading the game and growing the game so keep it up big man. i appreciate you man and uh hopefully you will join me again here in the coming weeks uh, had a great time had a great conversation with chris gill appreciate that and i appreciate the sponsors of course as well stampede tack vancouver warriors Associated Labels, Brad. Associated Labels and Packaging and G. Wilson Construction. Shout out to Extreme Threads as well. And don't forget, use that promo code LacrosseClassified20 at PVL.com for all your supplement needs, informed choice, natural, no artificial. PVL.com, LacrosseClassified20, and uh, get yourself 20% off your supplements. That is it. Follow us on social media. Brad is at Brad Chell. I am at PXP for sports. The show is at Lax Class or Lacrosse Classified. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out that team store at Lacrosse Flash. And we will talk to you next Tuesday for episode 86 of Lacrosse Classified right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. For Brad Challoner, I've been Jake Elliott. And for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody.